There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Falling Pieces. I'm Sean Tangerless. A podcast dedicated to the NBC series Debris. I'm Steve. Exclusively on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Terry. Well, we do have some ratings for episode four, as it brought in 2.771 million viewers, which was down slightly from the previous week, but adult 18 to 49 rating went up to 0.41. That's Still good. hanging in there pretty good. Well, good job, peeps. Good job. This one was uh, really interesting and a little uh, stressful, I think. Like, there was times I was holding my breath. I don't know about you guys. There was times I was sitting there holding my breath thinking fringe again. Yeah. <laughs> this was, I was sitting there going, holy crap. But yeah, this this was a couple breath holders uh, episode. Yep. So what we're talking about is season one, episode five, Earthshine. And we're going to get to our first group of pieces. And what we see is people riding on a bus, you know, going on about their business, going to work or whatever. Guys talking to a woman who dropped her glove and, you know, just a regular day of the week. And all of a sudden, things go silent. You can't hear any noise as far as the bus, traffic outside people talking. You see people talking, but you can't hear them. And there's kind of like this hum, uh, which they later say it's a whine, but like this hum. And then all of a sudden, the bus disappears through a portal. And I was like, well, that doesn't look like the Lincoln Tunnel to me. So I don't know what it is. (laughs) And it's a Jersey bus. So I'm a Jersey boy, even though it's from the north side of Jersey. Yeah. And so then it comes out through the other side of the portal, comes out crashing through it and kind of does a twist in the air. And it looked pretty dinged up when it came through the portal. It looked uh, like it was almost like slashed in half. Yeah, right? practically. Yeah. So it comes out and crashes and slides across the ground. Uh, and then finally we see everything's like quiet and everything. And then the one passenger climbs out of this mess and he climbs forward to where there's a puddle and you see a reflection of somebody standing there. And he's trying to reach upwards and looking upwards at this person and asking, where is he? And he just reaches out and the person doesn't do anything, just stands there. I guess the person didn't want to get his shoes wet. <laughs> really? So now we're on the big orbital jet again, air orbital, and Finola won't immediately show Brian the information of the new case. And she didn't want to show him at first. Gee, can you wonder why? And of course, Brian is snoozing on the jet. You can imagine, like, when he's not on the jet, he doesn't sleep at all. That's probably going from case to case, the only time he gets to sleep. And uh, so then he admits... 
finally, in the course of the conversation, which is a little tense, that he's messed up. And exactly what specifically? I don't think they're quite on the same page. I was starting to wonder if that was going to come out. Yeah, when he said, okay, I messed up, I was like, okay, in between last week and this week, he's spilled, you know, his guts or something. Or she's told him, you know, look what I found out. So she says to him, that's the first thing you got right. (laughs) And uh, she's still upset with Brian. Gee, I wonder why. And he thinks it's because they disagreed how to work the last case. Not quite. Finola tries to leave it at the end of the conversation. And guys, you know this is trouble with it's all good. When it's all good, it ain't all good. No. (laughs) No. Nothing's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm Mm -hmm. saying this as a woman, you know, giving this advice. Yeah. If you ever hear a woman say that in the same tone Finola used, you know, it's not good. Don't do if she anything. If she said, go ahead, do whatever you want. Don't do it. Might be yourself. Might be a good time time to drive to the next state. Right. Right. I thought it was a little interesting that we find out that Brian actually had been asleep since they left Nebraska. And it's already noon. <laughs> and he can't blame it on being a 12 hours, at, you know, over 12 yeah. hours. That's a bit much. And you can't blame it on being like a party or like, Jesus, you don't get up till noon. What's the matter with you? Yeah. It's like, damn. This setup to me, it was like Finola was sitting there the whole time, just like gnashing her teeth and he's sleeping. It's like, oh, dude. Yeah. Well, that probably made her want to gnash more. It's like, I'd like to really ream you out, but you're asleep right now. You know, she's probably like, oh, you no good. <laughs> exactly. Like it's yeah. all going through her head. Like, how yeah. did he know? He told him right away. I can't believe he didn't tell me. And what did, and I bought him peeps. And, oh my God. And, you know, like I can see this happening. Not that I've done that or anything, but still, you know, it's like. Right. Well, I hope she doesn't think the eating of peeps makes you a jerk. I hope she doesn't get that wrong message. <laughs> you know, like he's no, eating them. I'm saying they had that moment, you know, she made sure he got his peeps and he'd been keeping this from me. You know, it's like, I was nice. I thought we were bonding. And then he does this crap. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Finola. So, you know, all that time and it's not 12, not till 12 noon, he wakes up and she's, she's had time to like double stew. First, the information that pre gave her and then the fact she'd like to rip him a new one and he's asleep right Mm -hmm. what i thought was curious is when we see the bus come out of the portal it kind of looks like they're at an oil refinery yeah see the tanks in the back and it's like where did they end up and barrels or something yeah Yeah. and i was thinking wow from new jersey to texas that's a hell of a (laughs) transport yeah really man I want that expressway. Right. But we find out, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was weird, like, on, on, uh, again, mentioning Fringe, there was a scene where a, I think it was a bus, I don't think it was a truck, got actually cut in half. And when it came out of the portal, the front end is the only thing that came out. That was it. Whereas here, it went into the portal hole, and I almost thought like a scorpion's tail, the way it was kind of twisted and bent upward and almost severed in half. Yeah. And then it starts doing that flipping. Well, it kind of came out at cockeyed. And then yeah. there's that flip in the air and slides on the ground. I'm like, oh, okay, so you can do the portal thing, but that's not really comfortable riding. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thinking maybe this is a case for seatbelts on buses, you know? <laughs> Just a thought. Let's move to the next group of pieces, shall we? 
Yes. Because our team makes it to Boston and we find out that the bus was, like you said, from Hackettstown, New Jersey. And obviously it has to be a piece of debris causing a temporal rift, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not like this just happens. New Jersey didn't get a new transit system. Oh, Marty, I got to get you back to the future. (laughs) So Brian pipes up about a piece of debris in Germany that had been stolen that was believed to cause this very thing. And another incident that happened in China. It was off the grid and Brian asked, but why now move up to a city bus? Especially because in China, apparently those people came out like really long pieces of spaghetti. Yeah. Which I almost wanted to see that. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) Because when we do eventually see something, it's like, oh, they're not showing the spaghetti people. I I don't know why. I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of sick. I guess I wanted to see it. But anyway. I did too. I did too. And I wanted the nice people to show me what angel hair pasta looks like. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. All right. On site, the team members in Hackettstown say that there were witnesses that heard the high-pitched whine. And he sends Brian and Fanola information about the bus's disappearance, the video. And the video just happened to be where there was a guy standing. It's like, hmm, this guy seems awfully close to this going to happen. Fanola notices all these little pieces, which, yay, Fanola, for paying attention, because I probably wouldn't have paid attention to that. And Brian sure didn't catch it. Mm -mm. But hey, maybe with that guy there, there might be some kind of evidence since the guy had a coffee cup. So I love that she tells the guy, hey, can you see if there is a coffee cup behind you? It's like the guy looks like, okay, yeah, that's weird. How do you know that? (laughs) She's watching you right now. That's really what it is. So they're at least able to get some uh, DNA from that, or at least they hope so. But who knows? Because maybe uh, our bad guys somehow don't even have DNA. Right. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. (laughs) (laughs) But they figure out, hey, there had to be some kind of survivor, right? Because there was a blood trail. But then it stopped. Strange. But they end up finding the guy. Obviously not able to walk where he ended up at because that was a pretty long way and there was no blood trail. Right. Mm -hmm. And the bullet in the head probably didn't help. Just just a thought. But hey, it's not just a bullet in the head. We had all sorts of stuff. Somebody took blood, did a skin biopsy, took a hair sample. That was a pretty good chunk yeah like yeah really like my head started to itch like all of a sudden (laughs) when i'm looking at going oh so hmm what could be going on shampoo (laughs) right it was just like ah that's a big portion of my head that hurts all of a sudden (laughs) if anybody knows if biopsies if you do it from the head like that if they're that big or not let us know that seemed awfully big to me but 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 then again the guy's dead i'm surprised they didn't just take him in full You know, uh, Brian thinks this could have been a demonstration. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you started where things got weird, you're going to keep trying and see if you get it right. So Fanola is looking for the case file from the Chinese experiment or incident. Whatever. And that's when she finds out the case is missing. There's no footage. So who who disappeared our files? That's the question. And I'm starting to wonder, it's like, all right, if this is happening multiple places, is it more than just the C? CIA and MI6 working together? Or are some of these other countries working the cases and not sharing information? Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody hacked in and took it away.
way. But hey, guess what? We do have DNA. Yay. Mm-hmm. The man that was at the site of the bus disappearance, big surprise, is on a watch list. Actually, several. Yeah. Dun, dun, and dun. security footage shows him at a hotel, meeting up with some very well-known influx members. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, this starts to worry me. Fanola notices something else. What could it be? Mm. When she's on the phone with her boss, she's like, you know what? The man that was in that video was the same man who took my father because they were together. Obviously, my father's not doing this on his own. Right. It's like, mm, I really wish you were right, Fanola, but I'm starting to wonder. Mm-hmm. And Priya's like, hey, there's some promising intel. I'll tell you about it later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when your boss starts acting shady like that and you already know there's a bunch of shady stuff happening, I'd get a little worried. Quite a bit. But she does ask about the China event and say, hey, it's missing. Did you take it off for some reason? It's like, no, hold on. Let me look. And oh, it's not here for me either. So that's starting to get a little strange because you figure if it was taken off by her, she'd be able to see it. And they showed us that she did the same accessing stuff that uh, Fanola did. Yeah. And And came up with the same message, yeah. And then it gets worse because suddenly there's a high-pitched whine starting and we see our one influx baddie like somewhere nearby waiting, watching, doing that weird, I don't even know what that weird little, I don't know, gadget was. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, what is he doing? He's like spinning this thing. I'm like, you're going to knock yourself in the head or something with it. It's the second generation of, uh, what are they, spinners or widgets, whatever they call it. Yeah. It's a new generation of those things. Yeah, there you go. Spinner, there you go. I don't know. There was so much happening, and I'm like, hmm. I was wondering just how much does her boss actually know? Because well, was, I feel like her boss is a little more on level than Craig. Well, her boss started to act a little like Craig, at least yes. what we've seen, at least not what we've seen so far as bad as Craig, but we saw that last week. We started to see the trickle. Then when she starts kind of patronizing her, and she goes, well, the intel's promising, and then she just kind of jibber-jabbers after that it was like okay if it's promising and and she just drops it right i'm like okay i don't know i'm just feeling like she is a little more up and up than craig so let's hope that one of the people in charge isn't like on the take that's all i'm hoping for at this point well i just want to see if mi6 because we've seen the cia is doing this i would like to see if mi6 and or other entities in britain are um or even in europe are putting together their own pieces of debris uh to do, you know, their own arms, you know, their own, you know, reconstructing of whatever, like we've seen the CIA doing. I mean, we've only seen the CIA doing that. So, so far, the inferences, they're the only ones doing it, but nobody trusts anybody else, you know, uh, between the two agencies at the very least, and certainly cross countries. So, if somebody else is building something else too, hmm, because you're not going to tell me that the only places that it fell was the US, Germany, and China, when there's all these other countries countries around the globe right <laughs> that's just not gonna fly i'm sorry no. so yeah <laughs> so. no i agree but i i'm sure that there's some countries not trying to put it back together i agree too with that thinking yep. like oh no if we do it you know it could attract more it could be like a doomsday device yep you know something like that you know maybe we'll just study them separately and not try to put stuff back together or give it to countries like a germany or an england and have more resources per se to and more people and more stuff that they could research 
even further after they research it, you know, mm-hmm. or they could even be the official people saying, let's see how much we can get for it. Yeah. They don't even have to be black market dealers. They could just say, you know, officially, let's let's talk to other people and see what we can get for this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, because Brian definitely thought that the piece in Germany was stolen and, you know, he even mentions that this was a demonstration. So possibly they were wanting to show somebody interested in buying it what it'll actually do so and i I don't think they made the 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 connection in the language uh what craig was saying but i took the inference i don't know if anybody else did that the piece in germany was the piece that ended up in china yes oh absolutely okay because i don't i didn't remember him saying i remember him saying it was stolen then i think he said and there was this other incident in china and he tells her a little you know the brief bit about that that he knows and i was like is that what he means that it was swiped and take okay i'm glad i wasn't the only one who got that inference right well we move on to our next group of pieces and oh boy (laughs) (laughs) we get craig and his wife coming home from therapy yeah and this doesn't go real well as she complains that he was quiet not sharing too much and yet he comes back basically with the same thing and she drops the bomb that she wants to move to Houston to try a new facility for their son. And I'm wondering if we're going to get more information. I think we will. Oh, this was a big so. piece right here. Yeah, it was. But I just feel yeah. like a little little more. Tell me something else. Because right, I feel like I'm missing a chunk. Right. Because we do get. verification that their son was hurt in an accident and it's been stressing their marriage ever since Mm -hmm. and of course Brian is not wanting to let them go to Houston because he's there and his work is there and it's just no they got the son in the best place there is and well you know he's saying you know he's saying that because he wants to stay there for his work oh of course yeah I mean Houston might have a, a, a facility that outshines whatever he's doing now and he's like no he's got the best here right yeah so we go back out to the team where the whining that brian and finola are hearing is coming from a several block radius Mm. which is much larger than hackettstown and Uh then it suddenly stops okay did anybody else when it stopped because they they didn't have any sound for just that moment did you Uh, all think that they were like in the event because that's what i thought that was one of those breath holding moments yeah yeah (laughs) they determined and then one of them said something i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that they must be tuning something and of course brian finally calls craig and asks about the china wormhole file being taken down and wouldn't he have to approve that well of course he would but craig deflects saying mi6 doesn't always follow the rules well i smell down he'll look into it yeah no like everything else it's their file but mi6 doesn't follow the rules right 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 okay I'm surprised they didn't have Brian look, you know, look off in the distance and then right on the phone saying, you know, that's a bunch of hogwash. That ain't that ain't going to fly, dude. Right. You know, this is our file, you know, but I, he just sits there. 
Now, MI6 doesn't follow the rules. Oh, dear God. Right. He's well, meeting and, with the bad guys? Right. You have yeah. to figure yeah. that, yes, it's on an orbital web secure server, and both MI6 and the CIA have access to it mm-hmm. and could probably upload and download and delete as they say, see fit. So, yeah, yeah, you got MI6 pointing at the CIA saying, well, they must have taken it down. And yeah. Finger going back the other way. You kind of go, all right, who's actually responsible? I, I think it's Craig. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, because we, like I said, we saw that Priya tried to access it the same way that Finola did. She got the same pop-up message, what file not found or whatever it was. Right. And I'm like, and he's saying to Brian, no, MI6 doesn't follow the rules. No, like you were saying, you wanted to access, you know, another country wants to access. That kind of stuff goes on all the time, more than we're let to know about. Right. That's the nature of electronic information yes you know but um yeah craig had something please yeah (laughs) (laughs) then finola gets a call from her sister dd who's sitting outside a hospital telling finola that justin just got a little carried away Mm. and you can tell she's not a hundred percent there she's asking finola about a song in spanish they sang when they were kids and you know i was way off let me call you back let me call you back Uh, this is just not a good time and you kind of feel for her sister i do yeah Yeah. because this is a point where she really needs her sister to give her some support but it's just not coming because of course the guy that was caught on the hackett's town video comes out of a building and they recognize him well they all charge in to stop him yelling to drop his gun and he just basically looks at him and says there'll be another one to replace me and blows mm-hmm. his brains out really dropped the i gun. was <laughs> that's one way to look at it terry yeah. <laughs> But, like, the way he was so, the word is zealot, right. zealotish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, he truly believed in whatever was, you know, they they, their mission yes. was. And it really made me wonder what the hell the mission is. Because they haven't actually said what they're doing other than getting these pieces. So it's like, maybe the bad guys think that it is like a doomsday device. And they were going to blow up the planet. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, let's just do it. Let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, you're on the wrong show. Yeah. Go with the <laughs> <resident> alien. <laughs> But anyway, it's a crossover event. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to know, it's like the bad guys haven't really spoken about the why at this point. No, I kind of want to know. We've okay, so we've seen them buying pieces. Apparently they stole these pieces. With the way this guy talked, it didn't really sound like they were in the business of procuring pieces and selling them to somebody else. Right. They're using them for their own nefarious reasons. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe this zealot is kind of based on what their whole theory and story is about. Thinking governments are all evil and power to the people and we'll just show you, we'll get all the enough pieces to bring down countries here. Yeah, because your your first thing that we've gotten clear of these few episodes, it's as far as this arms race, U.S. and then maybe England and or other countries. Now that, like you're saying, this power to the people, this could be a third faction or a fourth or a fifth, depending on many big players we haven't seen yet, who has their own thing. And it could be, like you said, you know, anti-government stuff. It's like, well, if all you governments can't get your act together, uh, we're going to do this selling stuff to the highest bidder to kind of 
to circumvent the, the the power hole that you governments around the world have. Right. Could be that. Yeah. Who's trying so. you know, we're we're definitely seem to be in an arm race between the governments um, and mm-hmm. we've got influx trying to supersede all that by getting more pieces and using them to take down the ones that are trying to build it mm-hmm. and find out what power they can obtain from it. Oh, this is good. This is like a big fat thick steak. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. With like plenty of A1 sauce or Worcestershire, either one. Oh yeah. <laughs> And a nice big, baked, <laughs> twice baked potato on the side. This is good. I love this kind of storytelling. Carrie, <laughs> so, I'm hungry right now. Just a little bit. <laughs> you can you can tell that uh, you know I got fixated on food ever since I had to watch what I'm eating now. So anyway, like I said, the guy dropped the gun. I mean, that's he did what they wanted. I don't know why they were so upset. So the next group of pieces has this. I thought was. Huge, huge bomb here. Priya calls Finola and surprises her by telling her she has the China file. Now, how did that happen? And she's delivering it to her. She said, I couldn't, basically, I couldn't tell you before because it wasn't safe to send it like electronically or whatever. Right. Or over the network, however she put it. And uh, I was like, okay, well, yeah, that right. Because that's government information that that kind of flies. And she says, I'm going to have it delivered to you. Uh, Okay. And so the basically it's like a drop off. Right. She's telling Fanola where to walk, what corner of such and such and such and such, and to meet up with somebody who's going to give it to her. I'm like, well, this is a little odd. And how did that happen so fast? Right. Yes. That's <laughs> what I want to know. Because it wasn't like the next day, the next week in the timeline of the story here, this episode, it was like, this was like, you're talking just a matter of hours, let's say. If that. You know, if that. Let's be generous. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, so. And this is where. It- it makes more sense that, yeah, MI6 is the one who took that down mm-hmm. because See, they kind of had an idea of what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. And they basically shipped the file to Vanola because they had knew it, knew stuff so far in advance that they could arrange it to happen that way. Yep. So that's what kind of made me think Ooh, it wasn't. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I like that. And that kind of takes your attention to, well, then maybe MI6 did do this. Like yes. just uh, you know, what kind of I thought was odd was when she was showing Brian. I, I'm jumping ahead here just briefly. When she was showing about the information, like he didn't sit there and spend a lot of time going, "How the hell did you get that?" Right. Which I thought was odd because he knows that the information couldn't be accessed. Right. And he's already asked Craig about it, so you know that was kind of, like when she told him in the previous episode about I got the o- approval from uh, Craig from Maddox to get the piece brought here. Right. And he's like, "Oh, well, that's that." You know. This is the same kind of a thing, almost. Right. Not exactly. We should but. start developing mistrust with towards Fanola from Brian. Yep. Even more. Yep. 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 Everything's already dicey as it is. Yes. Everybody's walking on eggshells as it is. So, so but she I tells have to it- say Sebastian Roche being the guy who delivers the memory stick. Yes. I was like, I know this face. He's been in like. Almost as much of my nerdy stuff as, um, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. The guy who played Crawley in Supernatural. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm having a total brain fart. You know, somebody out there is like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. It'll come to me. (laughs) It'll come to me in like five seconds. Uh, But when he delivers it and then happens to say, uh, Ferris knows more than she's 
than she's yeah. telling you. Mark Shepard. Thank you. That's the yes. name. I knew it would come there to me. Sebastian Roche. Awesome. I, that he, was a, he's that like, was, yeah, that was a, that was a squee moment for me. Do you that think he'll a, be back? Oh, I hope so. yeah. He's definitely so. going to be a big player in this. <laughs> yeah. So he's the one who drives up, and I'm sitting there screaming, Thomas Jerome Newton, how are you? (laughs) Holy moly. And I'm like, he's not even wearing a turtleneck to cover his severed head thing. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was a squee moment for me. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, also tells her that her father's not a clone, the one that they're seeing. That was interesting. Bombs on right there while he's handing her a flash drive yeah, and off he goes just drives off and she's standing there like what yeah <laughs> right like, excuse me i have questions <laughs> yeah holy moly that was a that was a cool moment i love that and um so then finola questions whether or not uh craig is telling brian the truth about the china file and uh, again neither one of them knows how it's not accessible being there out in the field so neither one of them knows who did that. Right. They have their suspicions. Now, clearly, Finola, like most of us, is sitting there going, well, it's got to be Craig and Brian saying this, that. Are you sure about that? You know, and Brian's kind of surprised, not put off, but just surprised. Right. And if he really asked. sits down and thinks about it, that all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Finola not only has access to the file, but has it on a flash drive. That's why I thought that was so flipping weird. Yes. Why didn't he freak out more? Because, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 you could, he just, when she told him about that piece last week, he's just like, well, and you could see he had nothing to say. He goes, well, that's that. You know, like, right. what else am I going to say? And here's now, again, two weeks in a row, and he's not like flipping out or he's not like at least overtly sitting there going, what the hell is this? Yeah. Why is this? You know, I thought that was the only weird thing about his reaction. But yeah, she's questioning him about Craig's um, truthfulness on this whole thing. And so now they look at the video and they show two earth diggers. And they're kind of wondering why is why are they facing each other and what's this big space they're supposedly digging out? Didn't look they had done any digging. No, it really wasn't any de- anything dug up. You just got no covered bodies with this two diggers looking like an arch. Exactly. And Fanola figures out that the wormhole that was also the type of incident in uh, China needs two steel poles as conductors. Doesn't sound uh, crazy because we see the orbital team having those little pillars right. that they put up. And then when they had the big uh, flat TV screen, they had those big, tall pillars that they built up. So she figures it out. They need two steel poles for conductors. The noise must be a charging process. I don't know how she figured that. Like a tuning fork. Yep. I thought that was a great, great analogy. I love that. So then Brian remembers, they decide that they're going to scope out all these different areas of like buildings that could be near each other, that could be the same kind of conductors. And they're looking at the map and I'm like, oh my God, you knew, what kind of records would you need to access to figure this out? <laughs> so um, building records. Yeah. Well, it's not like Ghostbusters where you're looking at one building right. you know, and they're in jail. Yeah. You know, they this is the you have three prime candidates exactly so brian then remembers a building that was built first used what they call mass dampers which is something that's used to counter windswipe 
And uh, and he points to one particular building off in the distance there. So then Craig has everybody split up into teams to go to different. I was thinking things were going to go bad. That yeah, I thought yeah that yeah. Craig actually came to the site to begin with. That yeah. seemed really odd. I said right, yeah. really bad. You, you really yeah. have to wonder. Okay, what are you really up to here? Are you making sure that yeah. these two don't find anything? Mm-hmm. That's I thought. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought, right. too. Exactly. So he splits everybody up. Uh, and my first thought was, being he was on site, he's splitting them up. So, you know, there's strength in numbers, there's weakness in fewer right? kind of a thing. So they go out to try to find the, the debris in different buildings. And we see the influx baddie. I think I'm going to start calling him the bearded baddie because he's got <laughs> that big, big beard. Yeah. Uh, and he's standing there looking out a window and looking at the Empire State Building. There's a prime candidate right there. Yeah, you would think. And you, yeah, and you can't do this now. Obviously, all these years later, if you had done this show prior to 9/11, you certainly would have the Twin Towers. Yep. Mm-hmm. That would be your your two conductors right there, your two poles rather for the conductor. But he's eyeing up the Empire State Building, and yet you would think, well, I thought it was interesting because it's like, oh, it could be one of three buildings. Mm-hmm. But if they're trying to do it so much bigger, would it be possible to be all three buildings actually being used? That's what I thought. Why not all three? Yeah. Unless but especially if they're trying to move a six-block radius of downtown, downtown Manhattan. Right. I would figure the three, you could make like a triangle. Yeah. Where, whereas you could see the two creating like like a wall for a portal, like we saw the bus go into and come out of. Right, but they yeah, ain't moving had- Manhattan, and so exactly. they've got to open it up as a mm-hmm. bubble, basically, what- to move the whole six blocks. So, yeah, yeah, it made more sense if they had three buildings. That's what, yeah, that's what I kind of thought that they were doing. I'm like, that's going to be, even with split up teams, that's going to be a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. So we get to move to the teams actually splitting up, and Finola's team finding the influx members at her location mm-hmm. and a small portable piece of debris although it still looked pretty big i don't know about you guys but apparently it's pretty lightweight but the dude that was carrying it had a whole bunch of other stuff all all on him so i'm like i don't know how he moved so fast down those stairs is all i'm saying yeah i know I going think... downstairs much easier than going up but with all that stuff i would have probably taken a header right. <laughs> and i thought like, you, know you know what struck me odd was that it was up on that pole and I'm thinking, well, it doesn't look like it crashed into it. And it doesn't even look like the other debris we've seen. It looks kind of like the 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 underneath of those uh, tiles on top of it. It kind of looks like the, the frame. Right. It looked more like a honeycomb type thing, which I thought was like, well, this didn't crash through the building because it's like just sitting attached to this pole. Right. Yeah. So no, either- you, you had to think mm-hmm. that because of what they did in – in New Jersey, that mm, the pieces mm. they were using were portable. Exactly. Had to be. Yeah. Had to I be. mean, that makes sense. Sure. But Finola's team also gets in a shootout. Uh-oh. Yeah. Never good. Nope. And one of the guys gets hit and just call for a medic, which gives the bad guys just enough time to get away. <sighs> but seriously, I swear she wasn't that far behind them. No. Like, by the time they show them hit the sidewalk, She's still like a good minute behind, mm-hmm. which that gives them plenty of time to get away. Yeah, split up, and she isn't sure which way to go. And 
Right. She definitely has her eyes on Ash. And that's the yep. one she wants to capture. So she starts heading yes. in what she thinks is the direction that he headed. And yep. to me, she had to think, okay, they've already set the piece. They're getting out of the six block radius. So they don't, ca you know, get caught in the uh, wormhole. So, yeah, I would be heading the closest way to get out of the six <laughs> block radius. <laughs> Yeah, that would and, make sense to me. And a New York cabbie could do it. They, yeah. they drive on the sidewalks, the side of buildings. They just go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig happens to find nothing, mm. so obviously it has to be at Brian's location, right? But Brian was already in his location, said there was nothing there. Right. But apparently, his gut tells him maybe he should go check again, mm. especially after what happened with Nola. Right. Because they had to leave and do something. Yep. So off they go. And as Brian goes back and he's looking around, we see his texts, which I thought were very interesting. To, you know, they're just chatting away. Why is nobody going with him as backup? Right. Um, yeah. If you think that something is really going down, I feel like you would stay together. Or at least because if he finds something. armed yeah. Been with you. Fanola's people were with her. Craig's people were with him. And then Brian all of a sudden now is doing all the footwork by himself. Yeah. Right. Is Brian like one tech and one other guy with a gun? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a team. Yeah. <laughs> because the one tech notices blood. They notice a security guard then dead. And they also notice bullets flying at them. So... <laughs> it's like, well, this is not good. Nope. That's all because they were waiting for the elevator. Obviously, an advertisement to use stairs. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you're going down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the influx members, who is Loeb, Loeb right? Yep. Yes. Has the first piece of debris and... He was the one that we thought previously was Craig. So we will apologize that that was not Craig in the forest. Yeah, I that swore up and down it was. We had a discussion before we started uh, recording, listeners, that uh, it turned out it was not Craig who we saw in the woods a couple episodes back, you know, with the uh, the flat screen TV thing. And they were in the woods. And I thought, well, that is Craig. And now apparently it's not. So... But yet, in this, and what I said to the to uh, my fellow cohorts was, well, this guy in this episode never crossed my mind to say, oh, that's Craig with them, right? But in the woods, it, the way he, I don't know if it was the way he was leaning back or the angle they shot him from. I think we were all saying at first that's Craig with them, but it's not. So right. But he does happen to be on a different show that with. NBC. It's on sci-fi actually. He's right. on Resident Alien. <laughs> Which Steve realized that. I didn't realize that. That was the wow. same guy. Yeah. But mm. he had been told earlier by our bearded baddie that you have to do it one more time. And he's like, but I've taken too much. And it turns out his debris transport stuff, the little tiny pill. That didn't look like it, a pill. Yeah, it, looked like a, it looked like a piece of metal. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So what do you do? Swallow it or bite into it or what the hell? It was weird. I was yeah, like, I don't know, but his his face looked weird after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it just, I'm like, you swallow that? I'm like, you you get caught in your throat. Right. It looked like a little piece of metal off of something. I'm like, ew. Because when he puts it in his hand, I'm like, oh, that must be a pill. And then they show his hand and I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. Ash. And we've seen Ash take the pill. So yeah, uh, yeah. this guy to have a pill, but no, he didn't. Yeah. He had that piece of metal. It was like, all right, what's different between these two things? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what had me wondering. It's like, if all these baddies have been taking it and he said, I've taken too much. I wonder if it's within a certain time period or just in general, you're, they've realized you can only take so much because like I said, when he jumped, first of all, he ends up like coming back down and onto some stairs and falls. Yeah. But like his head looked really weird. Right. Like, he had this growth on it. Ugh. Or he's turning into an alien. Yeah. <laughs> very, Ooh, very like interesting concept. It's like, Ooh. oh, is he going to turn into something else maybe? Ooh, I like that. Mm. Kind of like the fly. Uh, yes, <laughs> but he ends up apparently taking the express elevator back up to where uh, Brian's team was ambushed because he managed to get the piece up there before Brian noticed. Right. What? Yeah. How, that how are you just jumping in and out if you took too much? Why aren't you just turning into a big giant alien blob at this point? I don't know. But again, ambush time. What's going to happen? Well, the tech was shot, and it's a gut shot, so I'm thinking this is really not good. I feel like there's probably a whole lot more blood that should have been, but she was also in one of those, like, protective suits, so maybe it's mm-hmm. collecting in there. Right. Yeah. But Brian, being Brian, it's like, <laughs> we can fix this. We're not going to let these <laughs> these pieces sink because all of our people are in here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um... I really like your enthusiasm, Brian, but you see, I got shot, right? <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. how I was like, this hurts like a, yeah. I mean, he's like dragging her along and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, right. dude, she's not a rag doll. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shouldn't you have all been trained on how to use everything? So that way you wouldn't have to, you know, drag this poor woman who's been shot. Yeah. And I kind of have a feeling that he was and just like the comment at the beginning of the episode when Finola told him, oh, you just glance through it, like acting like you're reading it. (laughs) He did the same thing with that, with the setup and to turn the piece off. Uh, You know what? You're probably right. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's he's a guy up and it. It starts making it worse <laughs> to begin with. And April's going, no, 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 no. You're, you're supposed to do this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. And he goes, the waves too high. Punching buttons and turning knobs. I did think it's funny, though, when, when he's like, wait, I thought it's supposed to be one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, unless you want to be a fine yellow mist. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You tell me the sequence. Uh-huh. Yeah. I stand corrected. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but 
he does eventually get it deactivated before it can open the wormhole. And barely. Yeah, just barely. (laughs) A second or two because we cut over to Finola, who's on a bridge looking for Ash, and all of a sudden he pops in right behind her. Breath hold. Yeah. I didn't see the ninja smoke. You know, I don't know. Right, exactly. But he wasn't there when she first got there. I know that. And he grabs her. And, of course, they struggle for the gun, but Ash eventually gets it. And he grabs her arms and he tells her, you have your father's eyes. Yeah, that's not creepy, thanks. Creepy. With a big-ass smile on his face. Oh, yeah, that's what made it creepy. Was that a serial killer smile or what? Yeah. Oh my oh, I god. Got a good theory Every horror one. movie right there. Oh. I got a good theory on this one. Uh-oh. Tinfoil hat she, time? Yeah, and of course, she asks if he's alive. And then you hear everything go silent just as you think, oh, oh god, crap. Brian, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they cut back and he is successful. The sound comes mm-hmm. back and of course... Craig shows up with his people to catch Ash. Gee. I thought he was going to mysteriously, you know, get away then. Uh, And he still could. Well, that's true. But at that particular moment, I thought it was good. I like that the one guy tackled him, though. Yeah. And what was even weirder was as Finola's chasing him, you, you know, she hears Craig in his ear mm-hmm. and she takes it out and just throws it away. So how could they know where she's at? Unless they were tracking I seen her, her the take whole it time. Out, but I thought maybe she put it in her pocket. I don't think so. so. Maybe I don't think so. I think it. she tossed it. Yeah. Maybe they were tracking her phone or she told that like when they cut away. I don't know. I think that's interesting, though. But, yeah, that that was kind of in the back of my mind. Like, how did they get there? Right. And she wasn't surprised, though. Well, even if she tossed it, if that had some kind of homing device in it. Right. Or, or at least they picked up on the signal of that earpiece so that even if she tossed it, they're still going to be in the area. And then when they see the two of them, they know to go over. So, no. Yeah. Or what direction she was heading sure, before sure. they lost the signal and just said, okay, exactly. let's guess that she doesn't make any turns. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so, of course, Finola's basically telling Greg, Craig, I need to go do reports, but <sighs> not so fast. He's got to compliment her on her work. And ask her if Ash said anything to her before they caught him. She looks at him and says, no. Well, Mm. he will personally let her know what he finds out from him. And I don't believe that for a minute. No. No. And of course, Finola gets a call from Priya. And she just hits the ignore button. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she gets a text from her sister that has a video. So she walks away and sits on a park bench and plays the video as the two youngsters are in a living room 
and we see the song come on. Um, Finola actually, it's on a record, so she actually puts the needle on the song, and Dee Dee starts to dance first, and you hear her father tell her to get up and dance with her sister, and they do. And it, I'm thinking all the jumping, the record would be skipping. Yeah, right, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it record, wasn't a house, it was a flat. So, yeah, yeah, I would have thought that things would have bounced pretty well. But it mm-hmm. definitely affects Finola. Yes. Yep. Then we get a shot of Ash in the van, and he's singing the exact damn, damn song. Uh. I was not sure what the heck was happening. I'm like, wait. <laughs> So why what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So two thoughts here. Either Uh-oh. Ash has known her father for a very long time and knows this song because he's heard her father play it, or that's her father. What? Yeah. No, I no. We've seen the debris do a lot of strange things. And I really think because of the way Ash looks at her with that big smile on his face and then has that same smile in the van, I really think that they've got found a piece of debris that will change your appearance. And this guy's actually her father and the you know, they've just switched appearances and that Ash is really looking like her father in case he gets captured. That's a weird theory. That's that's like <laughs> that's like super weird. Yeah, yep. I don't know. I don't know. Like, how would he know? Well, I have two questions that piggyback on your tinfoil hat theories there, Steve. One, Dee Dee was talking about a song and, you know, Finola's like in the middle of something. Show you my age. I thought it was K Sarah Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> no. you know, and I because because I thought she said it was from a movie and I'm thinking, well, the only one I could think of off the top of my head from a movie right. that would be in Spanish would be Que Sarah the old Doris Day song. Yeah. And I'm like, so this Su Corazon, I guess I was in a movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, England. But then how would he know? And this might end up supporting your theory. But how would he first off, where did Dee get that video? Right. If she was trying to think of the song, just go look for the video, access it, and it's like, oh yeah, that's the song, right? Whether you whether you had called Finola first or not, you know, she need obviously needed a distraction while she was sitting waiting outside the hospital because she was so upset. So she wanted to go to a childhood memory. Makes sense, right? So why not go access the video now? All of a sudden, she's accessed it, and I guess she figured since she had already called Finola, here I'll send it to you. You know, so how did she have that and where did she get it if she didn't have it right at her fingertips? Right. And number two, if that is her father in a switched appearance, how would he know to sing that particular song at that particular point? Right. Unless he's that one who sent the video to Dee Dee. That would be how we could tie in your thing. Yep. Right. That would be how we could tie it in. And figuring... She's going to send it to her, and maybe he's just singing it out thing, and she's probably sent it to her by now. See, that that does end up tying into yours. But I thought, you know, at first I thought I was more, like I said, I was more focused on, oh, I had the wrong song in mind. Right. You know, so that's where my mind was at that point in that scene where she's playing the video. But then later I thought, well, how the hell did she get that video, and why not just go find it? 
Yeah. And so if he did have a change of appearance and if he sent it to her, you know, but then then I'd have to go back. <laughs> yeah. Then I'd this have to go back to MI6, possibly well, being in cahoots with Influx. Well, that uh, plus, you know, uh, Finola early on was trying to tell Dee Dee that um, the first conversation that we saw them, them having in the series something to the effect of, you know, what happened to dad wasn't anybody's fault. It, you know, it was all him. It wasn't you or me or anybody else. Right. And Dee Dee's like kind of sounding like she's having some guilt and she's taking it really hard as well. And it's like, well, then why go through all that unless you're acting? And then all of a sudden having this childhood memory and now you've got this video. So, yeah, MI6 could be in cahoots with Influx, but then Dee Dee would have to be in on this somehow which could have changed from that first conversation to now, but why have that first conversation in the first place? Right. If she's not in on it, but it would seem that in order to make this all fit nice and snugly, like that ever happens. Yeah. <laughs> that she would have to be in on it to some degree and in some way that Finola is not even aware about. Right. So, but well, I like you're just idea. using her because they know she's a drug addict and probably won't remember half the stuff that she's told or finds <laughs> or blackmailing her. Right. They might be blackmailing her, Absolutely. you know? So yeah, I mean, they could have her doing all kinds the, the, the guy, you know, going too far, she didn't look like she was injured. So he must've overdosed is the inference I took. Right. Uh, and she was just outside waiting cause she didn't look like she was beat up or any scars or anything. Nope. And if she was really that bad, she might still be inside the ER or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she'd, she'd have to be in on this for all this to come together. But that, the, Ash is actually the dad, and he's just um... – see, and I thought we saw in that airport video the first time we see Craig seeing her father. right. I could have sworn that her father and Ash were in that video together. Yes, together. Yes. Explain that one there. Uh, well, they'd already Captain switched Marvel. appearances. <laughs> that may be the only time you see those two together. Mm. But the one that they identified as her father was probably Ash, and Ash was actually her father at that time. Damn, talk about Freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. I like that. I think that's a little too far down the rabbit hole, but I do like it, though. Yeah. I do like that. Definitely a tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody call Weird Al. Yep. <laughs> we got another, we got another uh, conspiracy we're in on here. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we're here for. <laughs> that is good. Though. Come up I with like tinfoil hat theories. There you go. Oh, I like that. Just like we did when we were watching Fringe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not all of them came true, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but we we had fun, you know, that's why we're having fun with this, too. Absolutely. With all that. Any final thoughts from you, Sean? <sighs> I, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> Her mind is blown. Like, yeah, this has been <laughs> a whole nother, whole nother realm. Ooh. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. And hopefully uh, not cry too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Ter Terry, your turn to come up with the tinfoil hat. 
is coming up because Sean's oh, pulled shoot. one. I pulled one. So no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Well, I don't know if I'd come up with one because I was too much fanboying over Thomas Jerome Newton. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, seeing Sebastian in that van, I was like, all right, well, you know how we feel about the episode, and we want to know how you feel about it. So shoot us an email at contactus at fangirlzone.com, because we'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice, as good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show, because you know they would love it. And we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. So for this episode of Falling Pieces, I'm Terry. Anybody seen my flash drive? I'm Steve. Man, I messed up. That's the first thing you got right. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. Hey, I think I need to catch that bus. <laughs> <laughs>